All right. Here is the first episode of the Black Belt Studios, The Garden Podcast. <laughs> With me today, I have the one and only Mr. D. Real Howard. Man. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right, bro. You doing good? Doing fine, man. Doing good. You look good, man. Appreciate good. it. I like the other shirt you had. Uh, you like the, the outfit you had on earlier, man. I appreciate it, man. I was fresh from church, you feel me? But uh, when I pulled up and knew, you know what I'm saying, where I was pulling up to, you feel me? It was only right I had to represent the brand, you feel me? Okay. And what's that shirt say in case people can't read it? Extravagant techniques. Extravagant technique. It's literally what we exercise. We exercise extravagant techniques um, in the form of barber services. You feel awesome, me? Awesome, awesome. Where do you, uh, where do you cut hair at? Where, where do you, where your services are? Like where are you guys housed at? Yes, sir. We're located in Rockwall, Texas, nineteen zero one South Goliath Street, Suite Three, Rockwall, Texas. Good deal. Good deal. Yes, sir. Well, all right, man. Uh, well, again, thank you. Well, first and foremost, thank you for agreeing to be here. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I know a lot of people ask. What does it take to go on a podcast? What is it, you know, how do you get on one? But, and I think it's a very profound message. A lot of things in life you get when you just ask. Yeah. You know? For sure. And you reached out, you <laughs> asked, we made it happen. Yes, sir. You know, we made it happen despite our schedule. So, yeah, again, I'm, I'm very appreciative of you taking time Likewise, out today. I need to come a handshake around. for that, man. For sure, brother, for, for sure, sure man. Uh, let's get right into the program, man. So, yes, I, I want this show to be centered around personal development. Yes, sir. Centered around problem solving centered around how people use what they have available to them mm. to get things that they never had, you know? Wow. And I know that you have a unique story. Um, for those listeners out there, you know, we have a past, we have a, we have history together. We grew up together. Yeah. We fought a long time ago as little <laughs> kids, you know, and then now, you know, we're the, I, I can confidently say you are my brother. Now, yes, sir. You know, sure. so getting into the program, Describe to me a time when you were presented with a problem and how you faced it, and more so, what you learned from that. I bet. Um, just based off knowing the questions that we also going to get into, you feel me? I guess the answer to this question, I'll go ahead and start tying it in. Uh, one of the problems I was faced with was uh, peer pressure, man. Uh, it was going to be my third year in, in college, you feel me? And the previous two years, well, actually my first year in college, I was on a football roster, you feel me? Mm -hmm. My second year, I ended up transferring to Texas a and Commerce from Alcorn State um, University in Mississippi. When I transferred to Commerce, I had um, some alternate mishaps that kept me off the football field. So uh, going into my third year of college, man, like I say, the peer pressure, me transferring less than 15 miles from where I was raised to play college football, I had a lot of people feeling like they was uh, closely um, in, in contact with my story, bro. You feel me? So okay. they, they was looking to see me on that football field, Doug, especially uh, shout out to Corando Hill. He done this thing, won the national championship with uh, the Texas a Commerce Lions. You feel me? Hell yeah. So they know he was on the field. They seen him on the field and they was expecting to see both of us, right? Mm. So going into the third year, man, I realized I was facing some some other problems again that probably was going to keep me off the football field, Doug. And just knowing how, uh, how ready everyone from back home was to see me on that field, man, 
it was kind of hard to uh, look myself in that mirror and know that there's nothing you can do about getting on that field, man. You feel me? So now you just got to uh, nut up and, and, and let everybody know that just because you're not on that field, I, I don't stop here. Because, man, I talk to a lot of athletes, Doug, man. Mm. That first that first sign of rejection in that sport that you grew up loving, Doug, it crushed people, dog. Mm. It crushed people, dog. You feel me? So I... I thank God for real for what he instilled in me, Doug. Uh, it wasn't that hard for me to break it to myself, bro, because I knew the, the talent I had, you feel me? Right. It was uh, more so everybody that I was running into, you feel me, with um, football is a lifestyle, Doug, you feel me? So it wasn't just playing on Saturdays in college, bro. You had a schedule mm-hmm. Sunday to Sunday from time to time, you feel me? Right. So with that being gone, Doug, I was accessible to a lot, bro. You feel me? So a lot of good or a lot of bad or both? Accessible to a lot, okay. Doug. You okay. feel me? Okay. So me being accessible, bro, I'm running into people wanting an explanation for why I'm accessible right now. Like mm. these past few years is real. I ain't seen you, bro. I'm seeing you so often. You feel me? I had okay. to have I had to have an answer for questions like those, Doug. You know what I'm saying? So that was the answer to your question was, that was one of the problems is is knowing I needed to have an answer for this question because it's going to come every time I, when I run into a couple people, a couple times, they still going to want to answer. But especially when I run into hmm. different people, they're going to ask this question. Why, you why do you think there was a need to have an answer ready? I was young and didn't realize who is, exactly who I was, you feel me, and didn't know uh, I was going to have time to be who I'm supposed to be, you feel me? I thought who I was that day was who I was supposed to be, Doug, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like I needed an answer for when that question came because this is who I am, you feel me? Okay. 19, 20-year-old. Like I say, I just, I'm just facing the problems of not being able to play college football. I mean, I was just playing, right, you feel me? Mm. So I was a 6'3", 215-pound guy, Doug, you feel me? Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, you've never I, been a small guy either, dude. So, you never been a small guy. <laughs> so um, with that big body frame, Doug, you got to carry a lot, bro, you feel me? And I knew mm-hmm. I, I knew these questions was coming. I, like you said, I haven't been small. I've been pretty known a lot from, from where I'm from growing up, you feel me? Oh, shout out to my big brother. He gave me a lot of that from him being known. But mm-hmm. I'm knowing when I run into certain guys, they're they going to want this question. Some people want, want the answer, you feel me, for the okay. um, best interest at your heart. And some people want, want to feel good that, yeah, he back here with me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I've never okay. been there with you. So is is it is it safe to say that playing college football was a goal of yours? Yes. And for sure. to not be on the field as much as you would like, is is it safe to call that a failure? Do you do you, oh, for do, sure. do you do you would you consider that that you failed at a goal of playing collegiate football? Uh actually. Or at at least at Commerce, at least at there Commerce. You go. Yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Because I, I know go. I know a little bit. And correct me if I'm wrong. So yeah. I know you played at Al- Alcorn. Alcorn is an HBCU yes, in sir. Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi. And I know that's where your brother also played at. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I know you had experience coming into a big D two school like Commerce. More so, I want to ask how did how did you how did you deal with that failure explicitly with not playing football. I know you said that you have to kind of know yourself, but more so, what were those challenges when you looked in the mirror? Like, what what were those questions you asked yourself? You feel me? Is this the end? I did, uh, yeah. Directly at that time when I needed to, to have an answer to the questions on why I'm not out there, 
I didn't, I didn't have the answer to the question on what you're doing now. You feel me? I was running in a circle, and I was running so fast. I thought I was going somewhere, Doug. You feel me? Yeah, I, I, I what's that? There's a quote about that. It's like running on a treadmill. You, you're doing a lot of running, but you're not going anywhere. Yes, sir. You know, you're not going anywhere. And it, at that point, it's like, what, what matters more, the direction or <laughs> the, the pace? The pace. Yeah. You know? <laughs> What do you think? What do you think means more to you, pace or the direction or pace? Direction. I, direction. As long as I'm going straight forward, Doug, I, I crawl backwards. As long as I'm going where I need to be. But if I'm in a full sprint and I'm headed back to where I came from, Doug, you tell me what what matter more, direction or pace? Tyreek Hill speed going back to where I came from. You're not doing. You're not. Do, you're not progressing. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, how important is failure? In the process of success. Um, failure is the only thing you need to be seeking for while you search for success. Why do you say that? Failure, they say experience is the best teacher. Right. No. Failure is the best teacher, you mean? Because that means you tried exactly what you figured would work to get to where you're going, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And failure doesn't always fall directly back onto you, you feel me? All right. I wanted to be on this podcast with you today, right? Okay. Let's say the weather didn't permit, Doug. I blow a tire. I failed getting here, but none of those were my fault. I can't control the weather. I can't stop my tire from from uh, popping. You feel me? Fair. Yeah. So uh, failure doesn't always directly fall back onto the person who was trying. You feel me? But failure teaches you something. You know what I'm saying? Have a backup hmm. plan for this. You feel me? How you spare? Like your umbrella, you know, things of that nature, bro. You okay. feel me? Be out there already, you feel me? Don't wait till the day of to pull up out there. Go ahead, clear, schedule a day in advance, you feel me? To prevent any of those things from, mm. from allowing you to fail. What's that called? The, the seven P's? Piss poor, piss poor preparation prevents piss poor performance. Mm. Yeah, probably more than seven P's, but yeah. yeah. Uh, poor preparation pre prevents piss poor performance, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so do you, so is it safe to say in, in for success, if you want to win tomorrow, you got to be doing something yesterday. Facts. You know? So, um, like, like laying, laying the schedule, laying the foundation. I, I guess it kind of aligns with the direction, looking at the map, knowing I need to head here first and then here. Like, you got to have a sequence of events already kind of mapped me, out uh, for you. Let me, let me simplify uh, for sure. people. Uh, most people understand this for sure, us. And we both we both uh do combative trainer, you feel me? Saying that to say we both more than likely have had a sparring session more intense than any competitive match we've had. Fair. You yeah, feel me? I could, yeah. During that practice, we was practicing exactly what we figured it'll it'll be like during that real time. And we was making moves that, that's gonna allow me to be successful during this real time, you feel me? And yeah. that was only practice. Yeah, how you practice is how you play or how you fight. Yeah, yes, sir. absolutely. What is, so we talk about failure a lot. What does success mean to you specifically? Uh, Actually, Doug, I'm not one of those guys that a lot of you, man. Success means everything, bro. Uh, Explain, elaborate on that. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, typically, you feel me, within your first 10, 15 minutes of being awake, you should find yourself in a mirror, bro. You feel me? Mm. Yeah, and if you uh, 
if you live in by a standard, you feel me? Your lives 10 to 15 minutes before you uh, call it a night, you, you're probably in the mirror doing the same one or two things. You feel me? Talk to yourself as you brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So saying that to say, uh, I don't know how people uh, analyze life, you feel me? But to be able to go unconscious for however long you go unconscious and then snap back into this world and you're still the same person that you, you were when you was unconscious, you feel me? Has to be something greater going on, Doug. So uh, saying that to say, when I regain my conscious, aka waking up from my sleep, bro, you feel me? And I mm -hmm. find myself in that mirror, bro. Uh, it's something that I want to do during my conscious time to make myself feel good, bro. You feel me? And success is a lot of that, bro. Or the things that make me feel good, I consider a success, bro. You know what I'm saying? It don't have to be. It don't have to be making no money, bro. You feel me? But if that's what you decided you want to do for the day to make you feel good, bro, you was able to get that done. That's successful, bro. Feeling good. Okay. You feel me? How, what, what, what relationship does feeling good have with accomplishments? Or let, let's say when you conquer the day, how important is feeling good or seeking joy and happiness? That should be the first uh, emotion that you feel when you accomplish something, man. You shouldn't, uh, America, man. I just imagine life, bro. It's a lot of think pieces. Oh, it's deeper than that. Oh, it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I believe some things should should be should be simple. You know, so, should be simple. And I think simplicity is the. There's actually a quote. I forget who says it, but simplicity is something along the lines of the greatest indicator of sophistication. Mm. You know, something that's just small, but makes a huge difference. You know, I remember, and I, I hope you remember this, Coach McKeithen yeah. in high school, <laughs> did he ever give you the spill about the bathroom? Talk to me. When uh, he worked for a dealership. Yeah, I remember And that. he was always tasked to clean the bathroom four yeah. times his shift. Yeah. When he got there, before his lunch break, mm -hmm. after his lunch break, and afterwards. And then one day he got tired and asked his uh, his supervisor, why do you make me clean this bathroom four times? Like people barely use it. Yeah. And when they do, you know, I'm sure it, it they goes unnoticed. And he said something along the lines of if people, e even if it's a subconscious thought, it's like a seed. If people see that you take care of something as small as mm. cleaning the bathroom yeah. and it's spit shine, you can see your reflection on the toilet seat. Imagine what they think about what you do to the big things. Yeah. You know, like the finances, the paperwork. Cleaning the vehicles, cleaning the, I don't know if there were trailer parts, but like cleaning the trailers. Like if you put so much attentiveness into the small things, imagine how much more effective the results are when you are attentive to the larger things. Yes, sir. You know, so I don't know. I, I always found it interesting that he always brought that up to us, but the, the little things make a huge difference. You know, I you know, I, I drive the 2002 Buick Rendezvous, a Houthi. Yeah. You know, and it was always something small in the engine that would either allow my car to turn on that day or cause me to be in the shop for a week or two, you know? <laughs> and it was always something small. Yeah. And, and I noticed that we don't really put a lot of focus mm -hmm. into the small things. And it could be something small as waking up earlier, going to bed earlier, maybe setting a little bit more intention in my day with what I want to do. Yes, sir. You know, how how important are, well, let me ask you that. How important are the little things when it comes to the bigger picture? Man, uh, 
<laughs> That's a great question. You feel me? I have a great answer, bro. You feel me? I'd love to hear uh, it. Uh, a jigsaw puzzle, puzzle, bro. It's 1,000 pieces create this one beautiful image, bro. But it, once you separate it, it's 1,000 little pieces, dog, that you, mm. don't, you don't understand. If I took one piece off of that 1,000, bro, and I just showed it to you, and it's like, bro, that shit clean, right? You mm-hmm. feel me? You wouldn't understand what you... You be like, D real, come come back to earth, bro. You feel me? You losing me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when I add that one little piece, Doug, back to 999, bro, and you see that full 1,000, it created everything you, you thought it should be. I like that. I see when I, initially when I heard that, I'm thinking one missing piece, it's incomplete. Nah. That's how I thought about it. Like you take away the one piece, it's not complete. But you add that last missing piece. Now you got a complete picture. Yes, sir. That's how I took it, at least, initially. Nah, man. Uh, that one little piece that, that you, imagine you get a jigsaw puzzle that's, mm. that has a thousand pieces, right? A nightmare. But, <laughs> but when, you, when you open this box, let's just say this this is your gig. This is what you do for fun. When, mm-hmm. you, when you open that box and you put it all together, Doug, imagine the manufacturer only gave you 999. That one piece that's missing going to F you up, bro. You're going to be... You're going to yeah. be losing it about that one yeah, little piece, bro. I can't bro. complete it. Re- regardless of where it's at, top left corner, top right corner, middle of it, center right, you know what I'm saying? No mm. matter where that little piece belongs, if you don't have it, Doug, you can't create that, you feel me? It was created in the form that it was created in, you feel me? You need that piece, you know what I'm saying? So saying, um, it's needed. It's needed, bro. It's needed. It's needed. It's needed. Okay. Well, I, I have about two more questions in here, but I know you had some things you want to talk about. Yes, for sure. Uh, Go ahead. We, we discussed about... You know, I wanted you to give a little bit background into yourself, and you was like, "No, that's my whole story." Right here. <laughs> you know, so you know, this is for you to take the reins on on this. Like I said, I'll I'll figure out a way creatively to add these two in here, but yes, more so for you. How did you get here today? I bet. Um, the real Howard, <laughs> better known as the realest cussing these days. Now, man, you yes, feel sir. me? Let's get into how I became the realest cuss, bro. Just about to tap into. I just was telling uh one of my clients, man. I wish I knew who it was, bro. But I was telling one of my clients when I got the confirmation that I would be here. Mm-hmm. I was telling them that this is the story that I'm gonna tell, bro. You feel me? And I was saying like uh everything that uh that have went on previously ties into who I am right today. You feel me? It, Big or small, bro, you feel me? So I, mm-hmm. Basically, I was telling him that I'm about to open up to a piece of me that only select clients and select family members know about me, dog. You feel me? Uh, just sometimes, it's not that I was just withholding this information. Like, I'm just, obviously, I was spreading it to certain people, you feel me? Mm-hmm. But it was the way that the energy was going at that time that I felt like they needed to hear that little piece, bro, you feel me? So, okay. only certain people know certain parts of this story I'm about to give you, bro, you feel me? Uh, Fair. Let's just get into it, bro. So, um, it's a Tuesday, man. It's a Tuesday, dog. I get a call from my big brother, man. Uh, if you tap into me, man, you you know one thing about me, bro. I love my big brother, though. Uh, he he bought me my first two vehicles. You feel me? I'm, I'm gonna get into that. You feel me? Okay, he, okay. he bought me my first two vehicles, dude. Not my parents, my big brother, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? One day, 
my brother called me and was like, man, you think about coming to Alcorn for real? And I'm like, bro, I don't got, I have zero football offers, bro. Mm -hmm. I play football for anybody who will give me a jersey, dude. You feel me? Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bad. long story short, because I want to speed it up to, to wrap it all together, bro. You feel me? Uh, He took me out there, man. Again, I'm 6'3", 210 at this time, working out hard, dog. You feel me? I was the fastest I ever was in my life. I weighing the most I ever weighed in my life, bro. So I walk into the coach's room, you feel me? And the offensive coordinator, Doug, not a position coach, not a GA, Doug, the offensive coordinator mm. of a team that just won the championship in their uh, respective conference last year, you feel me? Mm. He looks me in my eyes and was like, then he looked at my brother. He was like, little brother. <laughs> he said, Fro, that's my big brother's name, Fro. Fro, if he's half the athlete as you, will take him. You feel mm. me? Doug, the day that Fro took me out there, you feel me, and this coach tells me that, right? It was time for us to get a, get equipment for camp, bro. You feel me? For practicing. Doug, I went from having zero offers in football at all to walking in the equipment room when it was only time for the fifth-year seniors. Not fourth-year seniors, bro. Only the fifth-year seniors were allowed inside the equipment room at this time. You feel me, bro? You, so you can imagine the tension it built that fast. You got fourth year seniors. You got starters, though. You got returning starters. Look in the equipment room like, hey, bro, y'all know this N-word? Y'all know him? You feel me? Mm. And then they just see me on Fro coattail. You feel me? Every time Fro grab a shirt, I'm grabbing a shirt. He grabbed pads. I grab pads. Grab helmet. I grab helmet. <laughs> one of the coaches got mad when he heard one of his favorite players like, nah, I wanted that helmet. He was like, let me see that helmet I think he wanted. And I looked at him like, bro, I'm about to play football, too. If I grab this, this is my helmet, right? And he kind of right. looked at me like. I'm going to respect that. You're going to have to, bro. You're going to have to, man. You feel yeah. me? So, had to give you that insight on Fro was the reason I was at Alcorn State, bro. You feel me? Right, right, right. So, um, after that football season, Fro was a graduate student. Like I said, the fifth-year seniors was the only guys in there at that time. Hmm. So, after football season, Fro had went back home. My granny had been battling cancer for a while, actually, you feel me? But us normally, only that semester. After I graduated high school is when she like... Hmm. They gave me six months. You feel me? In in June, they gave us six months. So come around end of January, February, you feel me? It's a Tuesday. Fro called me. Hey man, somebody gonna be out there to get you, you feel me? Uh, she ain't breathing too well. Hmm. I was in a class, bro, uh English class actually, man. And she was telling us all semester, like, your final, your midterm, none of your homework is gonna be as important as this one. Research paper I have you write. This is gonna determine whether you pass or fail my class, Doug. You feel me? Hmm. So the day that we was turning in our research paper, bro, we didn't have class. You turn this in. She talked to you about it. Make sure you got everything you needed. You leave. You feel me? So Fro called me right before I turned mine in, and you know, energy is real. You feel me? That yeah. teacher, that teacher just sensed my energy, bro. I, I I can't remember exactly if she was going in columns at the desk. You feel me? Or uh, alphabetical order. Hmm. But she switched up whatever um, order she was going in to go ahead and call me up, bro. You feel me? Okay. I turn mine in. I walk out, Doug. As soon as I walk into my dormitory, Doug, I'm pressing the button for the elevator to open, and some some guys were just landing on the first floor, Doug. As the elevator doors open up, Fro is calling me back, Doug. You feel me? I take a deep breath before I answer. As soon as I answer. It's crazy how it, how it play out, man. You know anything about me, you know I'm real in tune with God, bro. God real, you feel me? It's like mm -hmm. a movie, dog. 
as I answer the phone, the elevator door is dinging open on my floor, bro. You feel me? And like the ding, once it opened, the phone call clicked in and Jeffro was just screaming. Like, hey, she gone, man. You feel me? Man. Now, when you walk out the elevator, you walk to the left. It was one door that was kind of like off into a valley. And then once you get into the real hallway, like a like a hotel, anything, dorm, you feel mm-hmm. me? Once you get into the hallway, the first door on the left was my dorm room, bro. <laughs> Doug, as I open up my dorm room, bro, my room was known for the gambling, you feel me? <laughs> if you wanted to gamble at all, Corn State University, you came to room 364B, you okay, feel okay, me? Okay. You feel me? Yes, sir. <laughs> Doug, I walk in, man. My room was filled with more guys than um than they knew should be in there. You feel me, bro? Mm-hmm. It was Doug. It was literally like a club, bro. It was rubbing shoulders and elbows trying to get to my room, bro, without breaking down. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then soon as I opened up my room door after squeezing through there, bro, my roommate was never there, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. He's a smooth cat, man. I'm sorry to his girlfriend. You feel me? But- <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna expose that, that brother, man. Don't expose him. He- I ain't gonna say his name. She <laughs> she won't know. He'll know. He was never there, bro. He's a smooth cat. You feel me? Okay. He there this day, Doug. And as soon as I opened the door, man, this dude looked back and was like, "Hey, D, you good, bro?" And I just fell out, like, bro, my granny just died, bro. Hmm. Dude, saying that I had to give you that piece of that story with that much uh, emotion. You feel me? To let you know what I was battling, bro. So now I'm gonna speed it up a little bit uh, to get to where I'm at right now, bro. I come home, like I said, it was a Tuesday. So that Wednesday, I didn't go to no classes. My granny just died, bro. You feel me? My mm-hmm. granny who raised me, like where I lived at, yeah. bro. She just passed. I ain't going to classes on Wednesday, Doug, but that's part of the story. One of Jeffro, he's an alpha, you feel me? Um, one of his alpha brothers meet my brother in Missis I mean in Louisiana with me, you feel me? That's a, a midway point between Mississippi and Texas. Meet me and uh take me to Louisiana and meet my brother, bro. Get back home. The first weekend, man, I don't know what was going on, but uh, the funeral home that she was in, it was filled, bro. There was a lot of bodies in there, man. So they asked my family, would y'all like to hold on longer and bury the next weekend, you feel me? We can uh, take our time with her service a little better. Hmm. My family agreed to that, you feel me? Okay. So that Wednesday that I went home, no class. Thursday, Friday, then a whole another week, and I go back to Sunday, right? So I walk in class on a Monday, dog. Art appreciation. <laughs> Sit in class. <laughs> she passed. You go. You go do work in there every day. You feel me? Okay. So she passing out some papers that she she got from you that she she haven't given to you. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So as she, as she coming by my desk, she got the last paper that I had uh had done in there, bro. I'm averaging an eight in this class, bro. You feel me? And this woman, when she read when she read my name, and went to look back at her roll call sheet, dog. She looked me in my eyes and was like, uh, you shouldn't come back here, you feel me? You uh mm-hmm. you exceeded the amount of absences that I uh grant you in my syllabus, you feel me? Um uh, Oh wow. Doug, hold on. I instantly Oh wow, okay. I was okay. like, uh, I was expecting that, you feel me? Like, I got the obituary, that should excuse my absences, right? You feel me? Uh you family members are not the first option for pallbearers, but I'm an honorary pallbearer, you feel me? And I my name is under her grandchildren in this obituary. You feel me? She tell me, 
She opened up her syllabus, Doug. That's why. I, that's why I am who I am. I respect this, but it hurt me at that time when I'm a 19 year old. But I respect Fair. this, Doug. You feel Fair. me? Uh, she opened up her syllabus and showed me six bold with an underline under excuse dash unexcused absences. No matter if they excuse or not, Doug, you only get six in this class, bro. So I go to her dean. Hold on, Doug. I go to her dean. I'm like, hey, man. Uh. Man, my granny passed, man, and this lady, uh, she not trying to accept my uh the obituary is, is excuse absence. And he looked me in my eyes, dog. The dean. He tells me, ah oh, man, uh, I can't override it. It's her policy. And I look at him, Doug, for real. Like I said, I was going, this was a lot for me, man. My granny raised me, bro. So I And you're 19 at the time. And and right? I was I'm always, you know, I'm a respectable cat, bro. I come I come from humble beginnings, bro. You feel me? Absolutely. So I, yeah. I understand to look at both sides to, to understand both sides, Doug. So sure. I, I but at this time, that flew out the window, Doug. I tell him, I'm like, yo, bro, I don't know if you think I'm stupid or you, I don't know if you think I can't hear what you're saying, but you you are her dean. You literally are the guy I come to to override this, bro. You feel me? That made him nervous because he he see I understand what I'm talking about. He can't just Little bro, me and get me out of his office real quick. You feel me? Because he having affairs with this lady. You feel? Me? So he tell me, uh, let's walk down there and talk to her. So we walk down there and talk to her, dog. Two negative spirits. You feel me? Around each other, man. They think that they're bouncing off each other to climb up. You feel me? But they're steady digging deeper with each other, bro. Mm. So, so they was digging deeper with each other to make them feel better about the, this bad decision they making. You feel me? About how bad they doing somebody? A nineteen year old, dog. Okay. So they they having conversations amongst each other. <laughs> without even including me, Doug, to make them feel better about how they doing me. I was looking down as I realized I'm probably not going to have a win in this situation, Doug. You feel me? And she kind of got aggressive, loud, and, and said, boy, look, look up at us when we talking to you, boy. We trying to make you understand what's going on. And I looked up and I, I looked at him because he a man, you feel me? So he, can understand, so he can see the glare in my eyes first. And then I looked at her and I told her, ma'am. My granny who raised me, you feel me, my whole life. I just buried her this past weekend. And um, you talking to me a little too crazy. I don't know how I'm going to react. And she, yeah, that's what she done. She stood up, duck. <laughs> she walked in her class and slammed the door, you feel me? You'd have thought I'd done something to her, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. So, okay. saying that to say I walked out, duck. Get into this, man. I transferred to commerce after that because I just knew all comes gonna be too much problem, too many problems without my big brother. You feel me? So I transferred to commerce after that. You feel me? During the summer, bro. And I posted a picture once commerce had granted me some workout uniform, bro. You feel me? I posted a picture, and like I say, that it's the beginning of this podcast. How much pressure they was, they was looking forward to seeing me on that field with Doug. Ineligible as an athlete on NCAA clearinghouse. You feel me? Hmm. Man, when you're ineligible on clearinghouse, it's not just for that football season. It's for a four-year, Doug. You feel me? Like academic year or fiscal year? Because I was assume you had that first semester in the fall, so you couldn't play until the next fall. The next fall, not even spring football, Doug, right? That's important for this story, Doug. Okay. So when I go back out there the next fall, Doug, the head coach, they won the national championship this year, Doug. You feel me? Right. The year that I couldn't play. The head coach got him a new job, bro. The wide receiver coach, man, it, it taught me a lot about life, Doug, for real. Like, it, it, football, you feel me? Mm. This man looked me in my eyes, Doug. I was, let me get into this part, Doug. I was, I was getting reps with a team that won a national championship, Doug, 
while everybody is fully padded. And I got a freaking helmet on, Doug. I don't got no shoulder pads Just on. Just a helmet. Just a helmet. I'm getting reps with the team that won the national championship, bro. <laughs> you guys know who that is. Y'all know who that is. You feel me? Because all they was hearing was D1 transfer. And I was nice size. I was moving fast. I was catching the football. You feel me? The, the quarterback won the Heisman for D2 football, Doug. I caught a pass that he just knew. He was testing me, you feel me? If this mm. guy can catch this football, he can play wide receiver for us. He threw that pass and I caught it up. He walked over to the wide receiver coach and was like, hey, he going to be in the lineup, right? He asked, was I going to be in his lineup, Doug? Mm. Get back the next fall, man. This wide receiver coach looked me in my eyes and was like, "What's your name?" <laughs> that that hurt me in the. But I'm like, but, but I'm like, okay, let's let's get past it. Let me tell you my name. You feel me? Let's get over the emotion. I'm D real. You feel me? I was out here last fall getting reps with you guys. Oh yeah, I remember you. You missed the uh, walk on tryout deadline. Walk on, walk on tryout, bro. I was getting reps with your national championship program, bro. Without a walk on tryout, just showing up, showing you who I am. Hmm. Another another uh, season of football I'm about to miss, Doug. You feel me? So I go to get me a job, but this time I only got to miss the football season. I don't got to miss spring football. I come in spring football, make my name known. I'm going to be a starter for your fall team next year. You feel me? Okay. Give me a job at the high school, man. You feel me? Uh, let me get this part of the story because this is important. You feel me? I actually, I was still so dedicated. Shout out my boy Kato Kohu. He's number four for the Miami Dolphins right now. He's the uh, number three cornerback, bro. He gets a lot of reps. You feel me? Okay. I brought him to my high school, you feel me, to play seven on seven with the guys because they team needed extra work. And I, right. I went to school here, so I want to give my guys this extra work. You feel me? I'm putting in that much extra work, Doug. You feel me? And as we show up to seven on seven, coaches really can't coach seven on seven, let them tell you. You feel me? So the principal's son is the the quarterback. So the principal is out there analyzing the seven on seven. Coaches can't put in over the uh, UIL allowed amount of hours with their players, bro. You feel me? Hmm. So the principal is coordinating in seven on seven. And as I walk in, bro, he's like, you need a job. Long story short, I get the job, Doug. You feel me? I'm working the job during the fall, saving his money, go back to school. Okay. That was, that was another problem. I had to look my dad in the eyes that fall, tell him like, man, dad, I'm not going back to college and I can't play football this semester, you feel me? I'm going to work, you feel me? I'm going to go back in the spring. He didn't accept that, but he accepted it, you feel me? Go back in the spring, Doug, you feel me? Uh, Like I said, I don't, I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait until the next fall. So I'm waiting on the walk-on tryout, you feel me, for the mm -hmm. spring, bro. And right before it came, bro, January 26, 2019, dude, I had a head-on car accident going 75 a piece. You feel me? 75 plus a piece, bro. Hmm. Yeah, ended up having surgery, man. You got um six bones that make it make up a wrist that allow it to do this motion right here, you feel me? Well, the biggest one is on the bottom row. It had popped out of place. I fell asleep driving, so I don't know what position my hands were in, but when I woke up and, and finally got a diagnosis with a broken hand, the biggest bone in your wrist, bro. It had popped out of place and rotated backwards 359 degrees. The only reason it didn't go 360 is because it was backwards, bro. So it fractured the two bones that was connected to it, you feel me? Mm. So the surgery I had, they took all three of those out and fused my top three to be one bone. You want to feel? Yeah, I see. I remember the scar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's when I... Started weighing other options on who I was going to be in life, Doug. You feel me? And, um, the After the accident. After the accident, bro. So 
like I say, if people watch this podcast all the way through that, hear what I said earlier, man, I was spending a lot of time in that mirror, dog, you feel me? And a lot of time in that mirror was brushing on these, uh, these circular waves, you feel me? <laughs> but yeah, as I'm brushing on these waves, right, uh, videos are starting to pop up, uh, enhancing your waves, you feel me? And shout out to 360Gz, he's, he's a big reason on why I'm who I am, you feel me? He posted one video and he had said, if you want to be a successful waver, you might want to cut your own hair. And I understand now because I, I am a barber and I am a fisher waver. He said, if you're going to take your wave serious, bro, a real barber who enjoys his craft and, and, and thinks of himself highly, mm-hmm. he'll get impatient with all these requests you have as a waver once you walk into his barbershop. He'd be like, dude, did you go to school to be a barber? You feel me? Like, you know all these things? You feel me? Why? Mm-hmm. How you going to tell me how to do my job? You feel me? I know this your haircut that you walking out with, but how you going to tell me how to get you there? You feel me? Okay. So when I heard that video and I wanted to be an efficient waiver, I ordered me some clippers, right? Shout out to my pop, my my friend KG, you feel me? Some people, even he, he would ask me, he'd be like, bro, why you rock with me so tough? Like, I rock with you, bro, but you be, I understand why you rock with me so tough, Doug. <laughs> I called KG over like, hey, bro, I forgot to tell you, man. I started cutting her, man. You got to come get you a fade, bro. Right. <laughs> Doug, why this man pull up? I haven't even took the clippers out the box yet. <laughs> how 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 am I supposed to be cutting hair already? The clippers not even open. <laughs> and he still sat down and let me give him a haircut, bro. You feel me? And after that, bro, it became history, dog. Uh, so yeah, uh, we get to the point in the haircut where I get stuck. It, it's not it's not working out how I figured it should look. You feel me? Mm. We go right back in my room. Fire it back up, you feel me? Watch the video again. I'm like, okay, baby, baby, come on right now. Watch on my mind, you feel me? And I had one of those moments, bro. I recorded myself doing it, dog. You know, when you recording yourself, you know you about to post this. That's a lot of pressure, bro. Right, right, right. I had got it right, dog. I had got it right, bro. I had a real haircut on his head, dog. Listen to me, bro. Listen to me. Like I say, this is about his third or fourth time coming to me, man. I had a few of my cousins, little cousins, big cousins. Pot, some of my partners come get a line up, you feel me? Just hmm. light though. He getting real haircuts, you feel me? About his third or fourth time, dog. I got it right, bro. Listen to me. You need to understand where I was at at this moment. You feel me? I was I was looking for a breakthrough, dog. Ten is a lot. I had ten guys add me on Snapchat in one day after posting his haircut, dog. I'm not. Mm. I'm not even that good even to myself. You feel me? Let alone y'all. You feel me? I had ten guys add me in one day. Of those ten. Four or five really came and got phased like quickly. You feel me? Check this out, dog. His brother had called me, set me up. Hey, let's let's get this time. Let me come through. You feel me? This, that, the third. Now his brother is going to one of the hardest barbers that we know from where we from. You feel me? He going he going to him at this time, bro. You about to switch up on one of the hardest to come to a guy who just started, dog. You feel me? He came over. And that was guy, bro. He came over and I, I got the fade, the regular haircut portion down, you feel me? But now it's time to take it up and now it's just time to take you to where what make him the hardest, you feel me? Certain products, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Certain techniques, dog. One of my cousins, he was sitting there hating, you feel me? And I love him. <laughs> I love him the life, you feel me? Now he get mad because he can't make it on the books, you feel me? <laughs> he was sitting there hating. He had a fresh haircut from Dallas, you feel me? Hey, cuz, you know what I'm saying? You hard, but I can't let you touch me yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to go and get that blink game. That's what he say all the time. He know what I'm talking about. Hey, cuz, you need to get that blink game. Once you get that blink game, like, I'm going to let you, you know what I'm saying? But right now, you ain't got it. I needed that. It was hating, but it wasn't hating. It was real. You Mm. feel me? 
So with all that hating he was doing while I was doing this good haircut, right. <laughs> the one who was in the chair told him, hey, man, go to the store and grab him this, that, and the third, you feel me, so he can use it, you feel me, and get this haircut to how it's supposed to be. Doug, why would I finish this man's haircut, bro? This man tell me afterwards, Doug. Yeah, bro, you got me right, man, for my birthday tomorrow. Yo, birthday tomorrow, bro. That's I, a big deal. Bro, I only had about six people sitting in my chair. You come and get your birthday cut from me? Listen to me, dog. That's a big deal. The next four haircuts I had was either on their birthday or their birthday was the next day. The next four, bro. I knew it was for real there. I knew it was for real. What did that mean to you? How did... How did you coming to me for your birthday cut, bro? You, you, you can't hide this. You can't hide this. You feel me? At least your mom going to see your birthday At haircut. At least, yeah. You can't hide this, bro. You coming to me for that? That turned me up a little bit. You feel me? I've been the realest cuts ever since. You feel me? <laughs> I love that story. I, I Especially when you mentioned KG. Uh, shout out to KG. I just We just seen him. A little yeah. spicy. Got me, you know what I'm Got me hot. Yeah. yeah it's, nice but it's real. You it's know, real. and it's real. Like, you know, and... Here, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. When starting out on this process, how important is support? Support to, support. to have to have someone like KG. Hey, Ask you need a, about it. You need a practice dummy, and 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 willingly, n- not even a trade off. I mean, I guess the trade off would be for the haircut. But hey, you need somebody. Let me step up and be this for you. How how important is it to have support? Uh, Doug, that was um late 2019 after my hand healed, early 2020 when he was coming to get those phase, Doug. Mm. We at the end of 2023, bro, and I still tell him, like, bro, I can't thank you enough, man. You don't understand. Right to this day, I still tell him the exact words, bro. He was there at the beginning. I, 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 don't, I don't think you really understand what you've done for me, bro. You've changed my life by yourself, really, for real, bro. For real, mm. bro. Let me tell you, I, I'm cutting hair. You feel me? Let just, just let me tell you, I'm cutting hair, bro. Come come through, get it, get this fade from me, bro. I forgot to tell you. Let him say no that day, Doug. I probably tell myself, man, stop playing around with these Clippers, man. You need to get back on the football field. You feel me? Mm. Him actually coming through, Doug. You feel me? Showing up <laughs> was half the was at least half the battle. Changed my up. life, Doug. No, man. Hey, at the realest cuts on all platforms, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, from so you're basically self-taught. You you created you created your own pool of reoccurring clients. One time, Doug. One time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Shout out to my uncle Tyson. He'd hate for me to say I'm self-taught. I was I was learning from YouTube. Fair, fair, and, fair. And I remember talking. Yeah. But he called me over one day. Told me bring a, a dummy, and he gonna show me exactly the steps yeah. of a fade. My uncle taught me what a fade supposed to look like. Shout out to Tyson Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Tyson. He's a cut on your sports. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we we got to the point now where you're expanding your business. Yes, sir. You're continually growing in this craft. I want to I want to compare your what what's the word more along the lines of desire like mm-hmm. has your desire to want to elevate changed has it stayed the same from the beginning to having an open view of possibilities to now where you have a more clear sense of direction still could be a wide funnel of possibilities but now it's like I have some experience. 
behind me. All right, bet. So experience can get you comfortable quick, dog. So, uh, ooh, ooh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> I'm listening. My desire, bro. I have to set my desire on fire every morning. I have to. Why do you have to? Uh, to be grateful for it, bro. You feel me? I remember when I had to call my partners to come sit down. You feel me? Now I have to tell people, man. I stop can't calling. Even, I can't. <laughs> 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 now you gotta tell them stop calling me, goddamn. And <laughs> and so continuing to grow in this path, how important is grace? To your discipline because i know there were probably days where self-doubt i mean i i, I think self-doubt and i suffer from self-doubt a lot even with videography podcasting kickboxing or even just learning as a person like how important is it to get, allow yourself grace and give yourself grace on the days where you don't want to cut hair on the days where you think your phase aren't good because you're comparing yourself to somebody who's more established you know, I can answer that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How important is grace? To reiterate the question, how important is grace to your discipline on your journey? So uh, let me define grace first, or let me um, let me just get your answer. Uh, to have grace, bro, you have to know there's a higher power, man. Regardless of what you call a higher power name, you feel me? I'm tapped into God. You know what I'm saying? That's that's who I am. You feel me? But you mm -hmm. have to talk to a higher power, bro. Because if you talk to yourself about being graceful, bro. That's self-doubt to jump and beat you up, you feel me? You'll start going backwards on things that, that you know going well for you, you feel me? Mm. So you got to tap into a high power and uh, be grateful for, man, think about where you at right now, Doug, to the first day you first bought a camera, bro. Come on, man. Come, come on, dude. Come on, dude. You, come on, bro. So yeah, that's, that, that help you be grace. Man. I, I, my first pair of clippers came with a clipper, a, a edger, you feel me? A clipper and one edger, you no feel No guards. Me? Or some, some no, okay. Clip, so, all clippers come with guards. Okay. But some all clippers or some clippers don't come with all guards. Thank God mine came with zero okay. through eight. You okay. feel me? Okay. The standard guard system, you feel me? But yeah, uh only one clipper though. So once this get hot, the kid hey, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> it's hot. He's not lying. It's hot. I don't, okay. got, I don't have a substitute. Now, hey bro, it's a little cold, bro. You feel me? Because hmm. Got so many, none of them get hot now. You know what I'm mm. saying? You feel me? So how can a man I, and his tools? How can I not be grateful for that, bro? I remember it used to get hot because it was the only one I had. Now, man, if it get hot, I'm looking like, hey, boy, you slacking today? You letting your tools get hot on you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's grace in itself, bro. You feel me? So, uh, like I be having to light that desire on fire to know I'm not where I was. You feel me? I'm not where I'm going, bro. You feel me? But I am where I am. I am where I am. <laughs> I am where I am, and and being aware of that compared to where you used to be. Come on, man. That's where the grace comes from. Now you 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 don't have to um reflect every single day from because that's what they consider living in the past. But sometimes when you feel that hate, you know what I'm saying, steady chipping on your shoulder, go ahead and knock it off this way and look back to where you used to be and be like, man, you you mm. better get back, man, from where I used to be, bro. Where I'm at today, man. If you hating on that, bro, you feel me? You you need to get you need to get closer to me so I can tell you why you need to stay the fuck from around me. <laughs> Spe speaking of haters, how how important quote unquote haters? How important are haters to your journey? 
need or, a balance. Or do you think it's just an ingredient that's just there? Nah, you need a, life all about balancing. You know that. You feel me? You kickbox. Life all about balance. Yeah. How in the world could everybody be supporting me on this show? Do you feel me? If I didn't have no haters, you know what I'm saying? My show, they'll support it, be overweight. You need those haters, you feel me? And then it's up mm. to you to balance them, you feel me? Get them haters some spotlight, you feel me? Talk to the haters sometime. Let them know I do this for you. I do this for you, baby. <laughs> I do this for the supporters, you feel Man, me? Man, that, that that reminds me of this this one uh, Cat Williams stand-up I saw that if you got about three, four haters- You need to you, figure out how to get to 16. By the end of the year. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come okay. on. Okay. 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 Wow. <laughs> That's what's wow. been going on, dog. Wow. Real, man. Oh, yeah. Interesting journey. But just, wow. Okay. So- we're, we're coming up. We're, we're wrapping around the corner. We're going to conclude the episode. Yeah. What are, yeah, what key takeaways do you have for anybody dealing with those obstacles, dealing with family, dealing with self-doubt, dealing with, you know, lack of confidence? Like, what, what are some key takeaways from your personal journey that you would like to share? When you decide to be who you decide you're going to be, man. It's going to be certain changes you need to make, but stick to being who you decided you was going to be. You decided you was going to be there for a reason. You feel me? That's called discernment that came upon you. Mm. You looked at it. I wouldn't mind being that. And you decided to be that. You feel me? Mm. Don't let nothing, nothing, nothing. Because like I say, life all about balance. You feel me? So you're going to have that one half that's running with you, that's with you being who you're going to be, right? Mm. The other half is gonna make you feel so crazy about wanting to be that person, Doug. You feel me? Use every time you feel a certain way about being who you are as motivation to continue to be who you are, bro. Because it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You feel me? So listen. He asked me what 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 would I give you guys about when you choose? You understand who you're gonna be in life. The takeaway I give you, man, is wake up and choose you every day. And that's not a selfish statement, man. When by you, I mean that you that you 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 working to be. You feel me? Mm. Wake up and choose that guy to be him every day, bro. You feel me? And um by embrace, people tend to um lose sight of the true definition of embrace, you feel me? Embrace mm. embrace don't mean love on it. Embrace mean open be open to it and once it comes Close it in, you feel me? I like that. You yeah. feel me? I'm open to you. I'm okay, bet. You don't like the way my line was work? Like this. Yeah. One of one of my partners I went to barber school with, he was telling me, Hey D Real, your fade impeccable. You feel me? Your line up across the top, super sharp. But your corners, stand them up a little bit, you feel me? Mm. They they have a slight lean, man, that's kinda shaping the forehead funny, bro. If your clients like it, I love it. But if it's something I can give you, you know who he is. I love him. You feel me? For what he told me. Stand your corners up a little bit. Guess what I did, Doug? I didn't embrace it at first. You can't tell me stand my corners up. You pushing folks back. You feel me? Until I had somebody who edge up, All right. grow completely over their original edge up, Doug. And I needed hmm. to stand their corners up. And as I was edging up, I realized I was letting my clipper fall down. And that edge up just would not straighten out for me, Doug. And I look back, and it's crazy. He wasn't even paying attention to my haircut at the time, Doug. But when I look back at him, he had just a look on his face 
He couldn't even see me. Where I cut hair, it was outside. He was inside a glass room. He couldn't see my haircut or hear my haircut, Doug. You feel me? But when I looked back at him, he just had a look on his face like, you going to listen to what, son? And I stood at that corner up, bro. And I've been different since, bro. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I, I embrace what the knowledge he has spilled on me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Whether I thought it was hate or not at the time. You feel me? I embraced it. And it changed the way my lineups come out now. You feel me? Embrace. Embracing yeah. both positive both. and everything. Embrace anything. That the you, process. Once you open up to it, embrace it. If you're going to open up to it, you better embrace it. You feel me? It's going to change who you are. Hmm. Yeah. Always for the better. And stay the course. Stay the course. Well, my brother, I love you, man. I love you too. Kid. Thank you again. And I look forward to hearing the further success and the growth of the realest cuts. You as a person, you as a man, you as a father, and overall, man, just being on this journey with you. For sure. Uh-huh. One second before we close that camera. <laughs> yeah, man. If you uh, you guys know anybody with some do-rags, looking for a do-rag ambassador, you feel me? Holler at me, man. I'm looking for a, looking to the camera. I'm looking for a surplus of, of do-rags, you feel me? <laughs> I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I can't look at myself, you feel me? Only when I look in the mirror. But they say that's only a reflection, you feel me? But tend to get compliments when I'm rocking my do-rag, you yeah. feel me? They be like, man, yo, it's nice. I like I like the colors, man, black and gold. Come on, man, represents what? Royalty, dog. Royalty. Royalty, bro. Royalty. So, yeah, man. You... Anybody looking for a do-rag ambassador, <laughs> you feel me? Holla at me, man, because I can never have too many, bro. Good, man. Extravagant technique in the house, baby. (laughs) Extravagant technique. Extravagant technique. Donald Renee Davis Howard, man. My most important angel, dog. No cap. Keep it with me every day, dog. You feel me? As you should, brother. As you should. Yes, sir, man. Shout out to her, man. Uh, She departed the earth on May 6, 2023, bro. Uh, Haven't looked at life the same since, bro. And that's not a Mm. negative thing, man. You feel me? Some people I know... uh, my Facebook family, man, I've been having a large following on Facebook for a good while, you feel me? And they, they continue to follow me. I know my Facebook following be confused. They be like, man, this dude's spirit is still the same. And if not improved, you feel mm. me? And he just lost his mom. Like, how? How possibly could he not have changed, bro? You feel me? I don't see a slight bit of change in him. The only change that happened is more positivity, bro. Like, Seeing her in the position that I seen her, man, that's probably the worst thing I ever witnessed with my own eyes, Doug, you feel me? So so why would I sit here and, and be drooped out about that? You feel me? I've already seen that, you feel me? It's almost nothing worse you could show me to mm-hmm. my eyes, you feel me? Unless you do something to me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Showing me something is almost nothing worse you can show my eyes, Doug, than the position I seen my angel in when she departed, bro. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it changed me, you feel me? But forward, bro, me and my big brother, we shout out to her for raising us. You yeah. feel me? Shout out that dark, man. No cow. I love it, brother. Yeah, love it. for sure. Love you, bro. Love you too, King. Love I you, really man. appreciate it. Yes, bro. sir, you man. Feel love you, bro. Dog. Yes, sir. Thank you again. And again, we're only we're only growing from here, man. For sure. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, you know, reach out to uh Derilla's Cuts on Instagram. Booking link, website, look for this video on uh, YouTube, Optic Doug 1906, or me on Instagram on Optic Doug, Black Belt Studios website up and running. Hoping that you all could take something from this. Again, these these podcasts are meant to be educational, to learn about how people problem solve, how people deal with real life situations, and overall how to be 
how to become better people, better human beings at the end of the day. I love you all. Continue to grow. I'll see you all in the next video.